Hello, Patriots. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. You can always go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support. Of course, if you like my YouTube videos, hit like and subscribe, please. Or you can just simply go to survivaldefensetactics.com and sign up for the email notification at the bottom of the page. Today's title is Prepper Aggravation. And I'm using this title because I my poor little brain can't think of something better and keep it short and simple. If you've been prepping or training for survival as long as I have, at some point in your life, someone has come up to you and said, if crap hits the fan, I'm going to your house. No, you're not. Let me give you a few good reasons why. Now, in my life, the people I know, I know people who make a lot more money than I do that should have been getting ready. They should have been preparing. They should have been putting food back, medical supplies back, so on, so on, so on. In fact, a lot of these people, I have invited them to our group meetings. We have group outings, camping trips, where we can do some classes and learn how to do this, learn how to do that. There is no single instructor. Everybody in the group has something they can teach and offer. Everybody has something they can learn. So when being invited to these outings, they're usually too busy. They can't be bothered with, oh, they've got, you know, whatever, Fortnite game night, I guess. I don't know. But there's been plenty of excuses as why not to come and join one of these outings. And the outings aren't always overnight. They're not always camping trips. Sometimes they're day trips where we get somewhere about 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning wait for everybody to show up and then the classes begin after one instructor is done we take a short little break then we move on to the next class and the classes are not the same the last good outing we had we had a advanced first aid cpr class something uh, that's beyond just a simple first aid class uh, a little bit more information you know of course i'm not a certified cpr instructor but I can teach you how to do CPR. I just can't certify you to do it. And the knowledge is what we're looking for, not the pieces of paper you stick in your wallet or hang on your wall. After that was a self-defense class. After that was herbal medicine. After that was, I mean, it just, the classes just go on and on. You can stay as long as you want. You can leave whenever you want. You know, there, there's no commitment. You You show up and stay as long as you like. You can leave whenever you need to. No harm, no foul. Instead of going to these classes and getting educated and learning a few things and piquing their interest and maybe getting the ball rolling as in, oh, well, I should, I should look into this too. They, they can't be bothered. Instead of doing all this, they want to ride around on my shirt tails. They want to reap the benefits of mine and my wife's hard work. You know, we're the ones that go out and plant the gardens and, and I go out and do the hunting and we go out and do the fishing and, you know, when there's a few extra dollars left at the end of a paycheck, which is kind of rare, you know, we throw in a few extra medical supplies. Whatever it is, you know, we're trying to do what we can for our family. Plus, what I'm going to, going to very affectionately refer to as our stragglers. And our stragglers are not the needy. Our stragglers are the people that we have invited to our home should crap at the fan if they live in a bigger city or maybe they're not as far 
prepared as what me and my wife are. And then they're invited to come to us, you know, bring your supplies with you and we'll make everything last a little bit longer. Obviously more hands on deck means more works work gets done. You know, there's always going to be a garden to tend. There's going to be hunting to do. There's going to be fishing to do. There's, there's plenty of work to be done. And the people that we have invited to come to us, we know will work. And we know that they will be a very valuable asset. They're just not going to sit around and reap the rewards of everybody else's hard labor. That's not the way that craft works. If you're not going to put into it, I don't believe you should get out of it. And there are exceptions for the elderly and the handicapped. That's, that just goes without saying. I'm not going to have an 85-year-old grandmother show up and make her go out and chop weeds in the garden. I mean, come on. Let's be realistic. I'm not that much of a horse's butt. On the same token, a lot of these people that I know that have made the comment that, in crap, it's been coming to my house, blah, 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 all that garbage. I keep in mind, when they tell me this, I watch them drive their really nice cars, live in the great, big, fancy houses, has a nice fishing boat or a speed boat, you know, ski boat, whatever. But instead of putting anything back, instead of doing any preparing, they're busy living life and having fun. I'm all about living life and having fun. I truly am. But at the same time, you also need to prepare for your future. Now, I'm not guaranteeing you something bad's going to happen, but the writing is on the wall. And if you can't read it, well, you kind of need to take your blinders off and see what's going on around you. I feel something bad is coming. Something very bad is coming. And no, I'm not worried about an alien invasion from outer space and, you know, Forever, none of that crap. But I do see something bad is coming. 2020 was a horrible year for pretty much everybody. And we're going to use 2020 as a gold standard for an example here. 2020, we had the COVID fake demic going on. We had a lot of people out of work, mandatory quarantines, uh, wear a mask, don't go anywhere, shutting down restaurants, bars. Funny thing is, big box stores and malls were still open, but the entrepreneurs, the small businesses were the ones that were hit the hardest, and that's mostly because they didn't have corporate money backing them up, keeping them afloat. So small business owners were really, really impacted. Some had to shut their doors for a long while. Some had to shut their doors forever. I feel very, very sorry for these folks. They worked their butts off all their life to have this dream of theirs get shut down over something as controversial as COVID virus. So on the note of preparing, you'll remember back, if you've ever read the Bible or went to Sunday school, you've probably heard the story of Noah and the ark. Even Noah warned people that the rains would come. And what did they do? They laughed at him. Now, in the end, we all know how Noah's Ark turned out. Noah and his family and the animals were safe on the Ark. and That's exactly the way God intended it. They would be safe. Everybody else perished. There's not really that much difference between that story and today's story. Except maybe it's not the, not the floodwaters coming. It's something else. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those people that have told somebody else, crap, it's a pain. I'm coming to your house. Let me 
let me help you out here. And I mean that seriously. Let me help you out a little bit. Instead of worrying about going to someone else's house that took time to prepare as much as they could. And why don't you do something for yourself? Henceforth, the slogan at the beginning of every podcast, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Here's how you can get started. And it's never too late to start. Don't ever think, oh, I'm too old. Oh, crap's almost here. I'm not going to have time. Baloney. Get started. Here's a few ways you can get started that will help you out. Join an online community of preppers or survivalists. And there's all kinds of them. You can look that up on Google. I'm not going to give you any names. Do your own research. And it's not because I'm being a jerk, but you do need to do your own research. You need to find the group that you think would be more of a fit for you. I don't know what your your values are, your living situation is. I don't know any of that. I don't need to know any of that. You know what it is, and you can work around and figure out which prepper community would be a, the best fit for you. Most online prepper communities are full of good people with a wealth of information. And believe it or not, I have yet to meet one that if you ask them a question, they treat you like an idiot and are condescending to you. People are very willing to help you get started. And the reason being, everybody had to get started. Nobody was born knowing all the knowledge that they have now. They learn as they go and they apply it. And then I believe it is their duty to pass that knowledge along. So find you an online prepper community. Get started there. That's a great place to get started. And they're going to have tons of resources to move you forward. Number two, Google search this, Amazon search, I don't care, whatever you like, your favorite search engine. Buy books and magazine articles related to prepping. Now, this I will give you some examples of. Here's two magazines right here that would do you a world of good. Mother Earth News and Grit. G-R-I-T. I believe those two are sister companies, but their articles are not the exact same. So Mother Earth News and Grit. Look them up. Subscribe to them. I think they even have a online version where you can just you know go online and read it. Just uh, get started. There's tons and tons and tons of information in these magazines. I absolutely love Mother Earth News. Full of good information. Number three, test your newfound skills. Let's say you don't know anything at all about gardening. And whether it's a Mother Earth News article, an online article, you've met somebody who's a prepper and they're really big into gardening and you learn from them, turn around and test it. Grow your own garden. See how you do. There's no such thing as bad results. There's only good learning experiences. So learn what you can. And try it. If you completely flop, ask your buddy to come over and explain to you how it happened. That way you know how not to flop again. Number four, put back for a rainy day. I can't stress this near enough. Two is one, one is none. When you go grocery shopping, listen to the podcast before you go about two is one, one is none. And it'll explain why putting back is so important. Uh, Rainy day. Obviously, that's a bad day, whether it's a rainy day, no joke, or if it's ice storm, tornadoes, hurricanes, whatever it is, earthquake, I don't care. You have to be able to put back for you and your family and have a little extra. 
this last little snowstorm we had a couple of weeks ago, the truck stopped running temporarily because of the weather. Now, that's kind of standard here in southwest Oklahoma. If you have an ice storm, the delivery trucks are not going to be making it to the supermarkets. So people in a panic will go before the snowstorm and buy up everything that they can so that they can weather out the storm. This is stupid. You should have already had this stuff at your house to begin with. Yeah, there might have been a few things you probably could have used, but going in there and just wiping the store out, that's that's uncalled for. Then when the trucks do finally get to start running again, the roads are cleared up and the trucks start coming to restock the store. This is going to take a little time because remember the store was basically wiped out before the snow came. So the trucks are going to have to spend some time trying to get the store stocked back up before normal shopping can resume. This is what you're trying to prevent. You're trying to prevent having to run to the store and buy stuff you should have had already to begin with, have it on hand, and then you don't have to worry about it. This last little snowstorm we had, my wife and I didn't go anywhere. We were happily content where we were. We had what we needed at home. We rode it out. And still, with the stores, trying to recuperate, getting everything stocked back up, wife and I were still sitting on Plenty of supplies. We didn't hoard them. We've been back stocking throughout the years, so we had a little cushion to ride on. This is the kind of prepping I'm talking about. Number five, kind of controversial. Take with it what you will. Get in shape. It's a proven fact that healthy people survive traumatic events better than people who are not in shape, not healthy. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not talking trash about anybody. I'm just telling you, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't take this from one extreme to the next. You don't have to go from being really overweight to being, you know, the Incredible Hulk. Be healthy. Try to be as healthy as you possibly can. If that means quit smoking, quit smoking. If that means lose a few extra pounds you've been talking about losing, get it done. Number six. Last item, be prepared to lose a few luxuries. I say that as in if game night is stopping you from prepping. You're too busy playing video games or, and that's that's not just Xbox. I'm talking about people that can't stay off their phones. You know, just, you may have to give up some of your free time. In fact, I can guarantee you, you will have to give up some of your free time to be successful at prepping. I'm not saying that you're never going to get to play your video game again. You're not going to get to watch your mushy, mushy Hallmark movies ever again. I'm just saying you need to make time to prepare and put stuff back and learn and move forward in your knowledge, which means something's going to have to give somewhere. And I do not recommend losing sleep time over it. Don't sacrifice sleep because rest is very important to the human body. Back to 2020, 2020 was such a horrible year. My wife and I continued to put back throughout 2020. Uh, very, very financially impacted by the, the cootie virus. And we were still able to put stuff back. We were greatly challenged by the fact that my wife became ill. Bad. Stage four cancer. So we took on the cootie virus, we took on financial hardships, and we took on my wife's sickness. 
and still managed to stay prepping. Continue to put stuff back, cut corners here, trim the budget there, sacrifice this time for, for that time. So there's been a, a lot of adjustments made. And I'll promise you, if you can, if we can do what we had to do in 2020, and we are still sitting pretty okie dokie on our preps and our supplies and move forward as slow as we had to move forward, considering all things that kind of bunched up on us, we can do that. You can do that. You can make those changes. You can make those adjustments that you need to make too. So please stop preparing to ride on somebody else's hard work. Start preparing to fall back on your own. And I'll promise you, if you go to one of your prepper buddies and ask for help, promise you they will jump up and be glad to help you if you're sincere about learning to do for yourself. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.